This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a good Saturday morning to you doing this peak of summertime activity. What that means is hot weather, a lot of humidity and uh, showers and thunderstorms popping up and kind of what we like to see on the Gulf Coast this time of the year. Well, I want to remind you, uh, with all the people that are out there, the crowds at the boat launches and on the water, remember your safety procedures, uh, rules of the water. Make sure you have those personal flotation devices on board, one for every passenger. And, of course, remember it's never a good idea to mix that alcohol with the water. Had some really uh, uh, terrible boating accidents. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on. Also want to wish good luck to the contestants in today's Dose of the Coast Redfish Rodeo. That's going on down at the Delta Marina in Empire. They'll be looking for the two heaviest redfish and returning back to the marina. Going to have a little party and celebration. Great organization. You might want to check them out called Dose of the Coast. Well, we've got live reports scheduled from our field staff with tips to help you find the fish and catch them. Also got a question for you this morning. What's the biggest speckled trout you ever caught? And what size trout do you consider a trophy? And you can either tell us in inches or in pounds. You can text that to me along with your fishing reports, your questions, your comments. Our text line comes right here to the studio, 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. You know, we have certain habitats that are known for those big trophy trout and in the case of the two top Louisiana trophy lakes, which are Calcasieu, or Big Lake, and Lake Pontchartrain, they've kind of faded over the last decade. And today we're going to talk to a Texas fishing guide who could put you on the biggest speckled trout of your life. His name is Captain Jeremy Torres, and he'll be joining us as a special guest a little bit later on. Now, you might recall last week I warned everybody that under Operation Dry Water, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents would be out in force checking for BUIs, that is, boating under the influence. Well, they found several who didn't get the message, and one whose really poor judgment could lead to a huge fine and 30 years in prison. It's a sad story for this week's bad boy, the outdoors, and his innocent victim. Now, usually on this program, we don't like to mix politics and controversy with the outdoors. We're supposed to be doing this for fun. But sometimes you just have to. And this is one of those times, a little bit later on, I'm going to be talking to you about House Resolution 8167 and why you should be aware of what it's going to be putting at risk. Checking your weather picture, your coastal marine forecast, if you are headed out. Got a few pop-up showers I'm seeing on the radar moving basically from uh, out in the Gulf from the southwest to the southeast. I think that's going to probably continue throughout the day. Uh, your chances of rain, about uh, ten, oh, about 40% today. Southwest winds offshore, 5 to 10, 2-foot seas. That'll let you get after those red snap and tuna. Uh, on the 
Inshore, we got a little bit stiffer wind. Southwest winds 10 to 15, going to be a light chop. Tomorrow, rain chances increase dramatically, about 70%. And your westerly winds will continue on the offshore scene, 10 to 15, kicking the seas up 2 to 3 foot. And on the inside, westerly winds 5 to 10, and overall smooth conditions tomorrow. But you got to watch out for those thunderstorms. Average tide range, we've got a lot of water rocking and rolling, 1.2. Mississippi River is low at four foot and continues to fall, and as the scene is set, most of the areas are going to have some incoming tide for a little while and then a falling tide uh, all afternoon, so should be a really good opportunity to get out there and get some fish. I've been getting some good midweek reports. We'll get the weekend reports for you, starting off with Robbie Campo over in Shell Beach, and we'll be back right after this pause to get his report from the parish, as they call it, of St. Bernard. Campos Marina. We're talking to them next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, it's Saturday morning. It's July, and uh, what was on our minds? Fishing, and we're talking a lot about saltwater fishing, and we start off each week. If you're a regular listener, you know this guy, Robbie Campo. You hear his voice every Saturday morning, and he's telling you where the fish are, what's been caught, how the bait situation is, and everything you need to know if you're headed down to the parish to do some fishing. Good morning, Robbie. What's the weather looking like down there? looks like you guys are in the clear at the moment. Yeah, Don, we are in the clear. I see a little lightning over uh to the southwest of us, but um, I don't know how that. I looked at the radar earlier. I don't think that's gonna. I don't know if that's gonna get here or not. But nevertheless, I tell you, it's been a scorcher this week. Um, <laughs> it's been pretty doggone hot down here. But uh, tell you, you know, we had those neat tides this week where we had kind of like two tides in a day. It kind of slowed fishing down just a little bit, but nevertheless, it, you know, the guys had put a little more time in. And they they did catch their fish this week um, over, you know, over in Bay Elwha and, you know, out in Britain Sound. And uh, the Long Rocks was really good this week. Um, long Rocks and Short Rocks was really good this week. So uh, if you're coming down here um, and you and you don't want to go far, been catching some redfish on the lake over here on the eastern shoreline of Lake Bourne, um, I don't think we have enough southwest wind to mess that up this morning. It's uh, it's it's been you know it's pretty calm here. It's just it's pretty still and hot. So I think you could get that done. Um, it's been a kind of early bite done um, 
for the redfish, they've been shutting off around 9.30 or so. It's been over with uh, after that. Um, you know, but like I said, if you're coming down here, hook the left at the bridge, come on down and see us. Uh, another thing I tell you, Don, I've seen people do this week. I talk about every year when it gets hot like this. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of fish caught behind the dam this week. A lot of people are coming in, and they all complain. I hear it every year. It's like a broken record. It's just it's, it's same thing, same thing, same thing. Man, all we've seen is 11-and-a-half-inch fish. Make longer leaders, people. Start you start start fishing four-and-a-half feet, four feet, instead of using that two-and-a-half, three-foot leader. Make your fit, you know, get your bait down a little bit deeper. Your bigger fish are down deeper. Um if you're fishing around the little wells in Bayelwa, up in, you know, up in Britain Sound, um, you know, use a slide cart. Figure out your, de- your depth and put it, you know, uh, a foot higher than your than your bottom. So um, that's been working really well, also. And, and I say it every year when it gets hot, and, it, and it's like people forget, and you gotta you gotta retrain them, and they go, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta use longer leaders, and they seem to start catching better fish. So you know, keep this in mind, people. You know, adults like air conditioner, your big fish want to be on the bottom where it's cooler. So, you know, kids are playing in the heat all day long, and that don't bother them. But, you know, bigger fish want to be where it's cooler. Just like me, I want to be in air conditioner, but I can't be. (laughs) I like to be in AC, so keep that in your mind. I mean, it's no different for an animal than it is for a human. They want to be where it's cool. So, uh, you know, with that in your mind, keep that in your mind, and and you do what I'm telling you. And you go out there this morning, I think you ought to catch some uh, really good fish. That's a great analogy and uh, really a good tip to make sure you fish deep. Robbie, one more question. Uh, the islands, any of your customers make the ride out to Chandelier this week? And if they did, you know, the people that like to jump in the water and stay cool while they fish, how do they do? Uh, well, Don, I only had one guy that uh, that left out of here that did that, and they went to Breton. They did pretty good. Uh, they did pretty good, but like I said, they didn't have much tide this week, uh, earlier in the week when they went. So, but they did catch some fish on uh, on on uh, plastics because they don't fish with live bait out there. They did catch some fish on plastics, but not a whole bunch. My red snapper guys that went out yesterday, they got wiped out with sharks. Everybody that went fish snappers yesterday came back in. It was the same story. It was it's like the invasion of the sharks are here, and it's just. Um, it, it, you know, I don't know how you get rid of it or how you get past it, but I don't fish out there too often. But I can tell you, everybody said everything was eight off behind the head. Couldn't get a snapper in a boat because of the because of the sharks are so bad out there. So I got some people going to try again today. I wish them better luck, but it's probably going to be the same thing. Usually in July when he's, you know, when it gets hot like that, those sharks move in, and that's just uh, that's just. You know, pours of the course, that's how it's going to be. So get ready for it if you're going out snapper fishing. Yeah, you come back with a bunch of snapper heads. Not fun. Yeah, well, you know, we got to – I think they got to address this – they got to address this shark thing. I I think, you know, they really put some stringent restrictions on them, especially for the commercial guys. And when they do that, you know, it it swings one way and it goes too far and then it's got to swing back the other way. And I think it's time to start going the other way. Well, you keep them out of balance. Right, exactly. These guys keep them in check when when they fish them commercially. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that. But that's the truth. It keeps them in check. Um, I don't know if you saw the picture off of uh, uh, Orange Beach this past week. 
people are swimming and, uh, and they took it out of a helicopter or a plane and the sharks are just right there where the people are swimming. I wouldn't stick my toe in that water. There ain't no way. So you just keep that in mind when you're on the beach, what's out there right swimming with you, you know. So <laughs> with that said, hook the left, come see us. We're waiting on you. All right, Rob. Thanks a bunch. We'll see you next week. Okay, Don. Bye-bye. There he goes, Robbie Campo. Yeah, he's talking about that Wyklowski Bridge. When you cross it, hang a left, and he's got everything you need, the basics. He's got ice, he's got gas, he's got bait, and he'll tell you where the fish are biting. Always good to check in with Robbie. All right, we come back after this. We're going to, well, let me get to a couple of text messages here. Uh, let's see. Someone wants me to explain what veterans need to do to legally carry concealed under the new law. Uh, we are going to have, you know, I've been guest hosting on our flagship station, WWL, all this week, and I'll be on again next week from 6 to 10 in the morning, and we're going to have uh, state police come on and kind of go over that with us. But in case you didn't hear, if you are military, ex-military, active military, uh, you no longer need to get a concealed carry permit. You will be allowed to carry concealed. Uh, now, what proof of uh, of military service you have to have, whether it's going to be something marked on your license or you carry around your DD-214, I don't know. We'll find that out. But it doesn't take effect until August one. So we've got a little time to find out. All right, Big Mike says he caught a 27-inch trout in Hackberry uh, Guide Service with Mr. Freddie Bayard. I caught it on a live pogey. And Ed, our buddy from Wilmer, Alabama, says he would consider a 7-pound speckle trout a trophy. What do you think? You can text us at 504-260-1870. Also getting some good mornings from some of our regular listeners. Got Toby going for a work day up in Mississippi. The River Rat checking in, the Worm, a lot of our regulars. We love to hear from you. We'll be right back after this with Jeff Brule with his freshwater fishing report. Right here, you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And we're joined by Jeff Rule for our freshwater fishing report. It's brought to you by Pure Fishing with the new Slammer 4 spinning reel by Penn. Slammer 4 is the ultimate workhorse reel taken to a new level. It's got improvements to its Dura-Drag system, smoother 8-plus-1 bearings, and a line roller better seal to repel that salt water. Check it out. It's called the Slammer 4 by Penn, a product of Pure Fishing. Good morning, Jeff. Well, we got a nice extensive report today for our July report here. Tell, tell us what's going on. Let's start off over in the Chafalaya Basin because the water, I believe, is dropping there as well, and uh, fishing should be picking up. Yes, the river's around three foot on the Morgan City gauge, so that you can go just about anywhere over there and fish. You don't have to worry about the high, muddy water, the water out in the woods, and the reports have been pretty good. Usually when it falls, first month or so, action's pretty good, everything. They couldn't really spawn, start spawning, and like the panfish, uh, the goggle eye reports uh, very good. Uh, and some of the bass anglers said they're punching hyacinths and catching them, you know, kind of by accident or instead of bass, which is not a good thing if you fish in a tournament. But if you fish for fun, it can be a good way to catch them. Or you just throw jigs under a cork around Cypress Street. But they said the bites on uh, sockeye reports have been very good too. Bass reports are good. They say start early with buzz baits and then flip and punch around cover, around shoreline drains if you can find them. Uh, 
And uh, just remember the kind of key is moving water over there, especially with it being hot. And you want to uh, look for shade if you can you know, around big cypress trees or just get on the shady side of the lake or bayou when the sun's coming up. And sometimes that's the key to getting more bites. Jeff, we also got some activity happening around the, the oxbows have kind of turned on a little bit, huh? <clears throat> yeah, as the river falls, um, those oxbows clean up. Uh, at the, on the Natchez Cave, the river's at 23 feet, so that, that's getting down pretty low. Uh, they said they were catching them pretty good, but as the river falls, it seems like the bite's kind of been waning. Uh, sometimes it falls five or six inches in a day, which that just makes it hard to find there holding fish. It just makes them hard to pattern them. You know, you get out there one day, you can go back four or five days later, to push, the, the water's a foot or so deeper, uh, shallower than it was when you went and so your cover might be out of the water but you add in the hot weather and those crappie they move deep so the guys with electronics are doing a little bit better than the uh the guys that don't have them but it's just difficult you, you gotta go one day it's hit or miss you, know, you go one day catch them next time you, you don't get a bite jeff you've been spending a lot of time this spring and early summer fishing on the uh the pearl river uh, getting into those brim the goggle eyes and some of the white perch uh, how's that been holding up that river took a little bit of a jump yeah, it's 10 feet this weekend, so it's probably going to slow some of the action down, but it's going to be on a slow fall next week. You know, we've got the full moon coming up, <clears throat> I think, about Tuesday, so that, that's going to help. Uh, the beetle spins, I'm still catching them on beetle spins. It's kind of a search and find tactic. Uh, but w- I went the other day, and we had some red ear, white perch, goggle eye, brim, all kind of stuff. They're just tattooing that beetle spin. But, again, you have to kind of move down the bank, and you'll find a little section that has a bed, and you'll catch a four or five and you know they kind of wane and then you move over to the next spot but we probably caught about 20 25 good brim and then we had another mix of uh different type of species in there just just fun for bass uh you can go down to the mrgo and throw top waters and weightless worms on the rocks uh nothing big but it's a fun bite so that area is kind of kind of picking back up as the, the heat takes off Jeff, uh, this week you sent me some pictures uh, of something you found in a ditch right there around your house. Had a little bit of trouble getting it identified, but finally uh, one of my contacts nailed it as a soldier fly larva. Weird-looking little critter. But you took advantage of that, being observant, and that can pay off when you're going fishing. Tell us all about that. Yeah, most people kind of know them. It's kind of like a dark-looking, almost a wasp-looking bug that gets in your house. Um we always called them news carriers was one term we used for them. But I was walking by the ditch, and I could see something. looked like it was floating. You know, I got close to the ditch. These worms started moving on the bottom, and that's when I took some pictures and sent them to you. But you have to kind of be observant because there's a food chain across nature. And, you know, like when you're fishing grubs and worms, you know, Ned Rig is a perfect example of what that would imitate just a small looking grub so you have to kind of pay attention to things so you might see something that's an insect or or a minnow that's part of the food chain and you know that somewhere down the line the bass are going to be feeding that on or the brim's going to be feeding on it so if you kind of pay attention to your surroundings you can kind of um, catch fish because you've noticed something a little bit different than everybody else Always good to be observant and take advantage of it. Jeff, thanks for your report. As always, we appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Don. 
All righty, Jeff Brule, our bass and freshwater field reporter. All right, coming up, I guess I got some text in here. I'll share some of these with you. We're asking you this question. What do you consider a trophy speckled trout, and what's the biggest speck you've ever caught? We haven't seen many big speckled trout in our Louisiana waters lately. In fact, for the past decade, they've kind of been on the decline. Uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking to Captain Jeremy Torres over in Corpus Christi, Texas. They catch some big speckled trout over there. We'll talk to him about opportunities over there to Get on some of those big trophy trout. We'll be right back. In case you just found us and tuning in, the name of this program is The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, got a text message in from our backstrap stacker in Mobile, Alabama. Biggest speck I've landed, he says, was 32 inches, 8.5 pounds. Considers anything over 7 a definite trophy. I got to tell you, backstrap, you must have caught a skinny male or a female that had spawned out at 32 inches. Uh, 8.5 seems a little light. I would think a 32 would be... A little bit heavier than that, but maybe you caught it late. Let us know where you caught it, if you don't mind. All right, we also have, uh, let's see, another one that says on the trout size, uh, any eating size is a trophy. 16 are nice. Uh, Going to look up some fish head recipes. Yeah, those red snap have been coming up with just the heads because, because of the sharks. And a lot of people like to eat the throats, but I don't know. I think I would uh, maybe release the, the head and... Maybe try to catch another one and get it past the shark. I don't know. All right, right after this quick 10-second pause, we're going to be talking to Captain Jeremy Torres. Uh, he's been kind enough to join us this morning to talk about fishing some of the Texas coast for speckled trout and other species. We'll be right back to do that after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we take you now to Corpus Christi, Texas, and say good morning to Captain Jeremy Torres. Jeremy, thanks for taking some time to talk to our listeners about the uh, lower coast of Texas fishing. Hey, good morning, Don. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, listen, uh, first of all, tell us about the habitat you fish. I, you fish the, the lower Laguna Madre, and, and uh, my Spanish isn't real good, but I would think that's Mother <laughs> Lake is the name of that. What is the habitat like there? In Louisiana, we fish a variety. We fish some reefs, but... Uh, mostly most of our trout fishing is either done in wide open lakes and deep water or it's done on edges of marshes and things what what type of habitat are you fishing over there in laguna madre yeah of course so for us we uh we we have reefs we have drop-offs uh structure not so much i mean i want to say like a lot of the uh, most of it's all reefs and luckily we have these reefs uh, that were formed by worms years years back they're actually called serpilid serpilid reefs i want to say they were formed years ago, and I, mean, I don't know what it is about those things, but those big trout sure do love like sticking pretty close to those. So most of the time, I want to say late fall, early winter, that's pretty much our primary focus. We focus on those reefs, of course, uh, throwing soft plastics at them. That's how we really target those big trout. But the majority of our water is pretty much wide open, flats, flats with the occasional reefs. But mostly all the reefs are just down there in Baffin Bay. And how, how deep is the water in those reefs are located? Uh, the majority of the time, I want to say anywhere from about not three to four foot on a common day. Yeah, it's pretty shallow water. And you oh, rig yeah. up with soft plastics. Uh, do you just tie a jig head onto the line? Do you use leaders? Uh, how do you rig up the terminal tackle? Yeah, of course. The uh, uh, majority of our tackle, we always throw a shock leader. You know, a good a good about two and a half feet of fluorocarbon. Uh, and during that time, whenever we're, tar- we're targeting those trophy trout, we, we slow down our our rhythm quite a bit like those trout are pretty lazy so uh, like they'll bed down on those rocks and that mud and kind of just just work it low and slow majority of the time we'll, we'll throw those paul browns uh the paul brown corkies 
that's uh-huh. our primary one of our primary baits to to target them also. Yeah, that's fun to catch them on the corky, no doubt about oh, yeah. that. That's um, a good song. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Well, how do you locate the fish on the reefs? I mean, is there any signs? Do you have do you have birds that work over the top of them? Uh, probably not in the winter, you know. And and do you use live bait at all? Yeah. So so right now, uh, with the majority of my clients, we're we're throwing live croaker. So right now, I'm focusing on those reefs, uh, big sand pockets, big drop offs, uh, grass lines. Uh, things of that nature so we were, as of right now pretty much the next about month or so we'll be throwing live croaker and then we'll kind of transition into lures but yeah right now just live croaker and all the reefs uh i mean unfortunately for us we, we do have birds but they're not as active as other places so every now and then you'll see them but a majority of the time it's just either skipjack under them or you know small trout i want you know a majority of the time but it's kind of just just prehistoric data like that i have from all these past years you know like off fish edges of the reefs or where I know I've weighed fish before and I found like something different. So I'll just kind of focus on those, on those smaller areas of the reefs, you know. And this time of year, midsummer, hot time, I know late fall and winter, that's when the best opportunity is there for the really big trophy trout. But typically yes, what would your catch be like today, this week when you go out with customers? Yeah. So, so, so today my main plan is uh, I have three people out today. So what, what I'm going to do is uh, focus on my catching my trout, We'll be throwing live croaker today. So right now, since last March, they brought down our trout limit. So it's three trout per day, uh, 17 to 23 inches. So unfortunately, if we do catch one over that 23-inch mark, uh, it'll be just caught, pictured, and released, which isn't a bad thing. But uh, a majority of the time right now, we'll focus on our trout. And thankfully for us, our trout bite has been really, really good. So we'll probably be done with our trout, hopefully about around like 7.30 or so, then we'll go target uh, we've been having some big schools of black drum kind of showing up and balling up on top with an occasional school of big reds pushing through. So we'll spend the afternoon kind of trying to hunt those down and track them down. All right, Jeremy, if you'll stay with me, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back and uh, we'll give out your information for people that might want to contact you and talk a little bit more about that trout uh, limits and the sizes and how it works over there with the slot and how you think it's been working. Uh, we're getting ready to make some changes evidently here in Louisiana. They promised that this uh, September commission meeting they were going to discuss some of the options and probably take some action in october to either increase the size limit the minimum size and or and or reduce the total creel Uh, we've got a 25 trout limit and a lot of people feel that's too many and it's it's actually hurting us we'll be back with jeremy torres captain jeremy's and over there in corpus christi fishes the lower laguna madre off the coast of texas and they target a lot of big fish there and if you'd like to do that we'll tell you when we come back how you can get in touch with him you're listening to the outdoors with don dubuque radio network all right getting some listener messages in this one says all before hurricane katrina we don't get those big female trout anymore yeah it's been 2005 since katrina and ever since then i don't know if it's directly related to that a lot of reasons a lot of fresh water has been coming in and uh, making lowering the salinities uh, here's a listener says they uh, caught four trout over eight pounds the largest being 8.9 it was 32 and a half inches and was spawned out. Well, it would have been with uh, loaded with eggs. It was caught in the Mr. Go, Mississippi River Gulf Outlet, Bayou Bienvenue, and Violet area. And the stacker who caught that 32-inch trout said, yeah, it was, she had just spawned out. 
We're talking big trout fishing with Captain Jeremy Torres. He operates uh, Jeremy Torres Charter Service out of Corpus Christi, fishing the uh, Laguna Madre area. We're talking with him about typically trout fishing. Jeremy, did I, did I hear you right? You said your limit in Texas is three trout, and the slot is 17 to 23 inches? Yes, sir. No, that's correct. Ever since last March, uh, the Texas Parks and Wildlife made that change to three trout after we had that, that pretty bad freeze down in February. We lost quite a bit of our fish, so yeah. But to, to, to me, it's a good call. The size range, I mean, it's kind of one of those one of those those touchy things. But as of right now, it's it's been working. We've had some really really great trout. Uh, every trip, we average about I would say like four to five trout over that that, that 23 inch mark. So the fish are out there. They're they're coming in. It's it's just one of those things. But even to us, I mean, three fish. All my clients have been happy with the three fish, I and mean, that's still quite a bit of meat. You know, we we keep you know a six like 20 inch trout those are some pretty good fillets so everyone's been happy with it yeah i i I have no problem with it especially releasing everything over 23 inches the bigger the trout get the stronger the flavor is and those of you the ones that have the dna to reproduce bigger trout and i think uh if you're looking for trophy trout that's certainly a good management program so you're saying fall late fall early winter is the best time to go after those big trout and uh typically when you go out there you're not looking to load the boat with speckled trout. You're going there hunting these trophy trout. And uh, what what size trout is, is typical to catch when you during the prime time of the year and when you uh, you know you're on and you can find those fish? What would you say? I know I saw some pictures of some beautiful trout. <laughs> uh, what would be the average big trophy trout you would catch during a prime time? So honestly, Donna, on those days. Where I've, I think as of right now, I'm, I'm up to I have seven trout over 30. I'm still not I still haven't broke that 10 that 10 pound mark, but I have some pretty close. But the majority of the time, it's either all or nothing. I'll have days where, on a lot of the occasions where I've caught those 30s, I've walked a flat, you know, like going into a reef. I walked a flat for two hours and gotten two bites. One of those bites being like a 30 inch trout, and another one being a 14 inch trout. So. It's one of those things, and either one of those days, too, where you'll be catching, you know, solid 20 to 24-inch fish, and then the bite kind of dies off, and you get that one hard thump, it being a 28, 29, 30. So it's one of those, it's one of those things. It's kind of, kind of like you said, it's kind of like a hunt. You know, I've had days where it's been on fire and then days where I've walked miles and gotten that one bite, but that one bite was worth it. So a lot of your fishing is done in the surf. Uh, no, like we, we uh, the majority of the, the, this there in the Laguna Madre, uh, Laguna Madre and Baffin Bay. Uh, we just we normally just wade fish. We'll you know we'll hop off the boat with our waders, all all of our all of our all of, all of our wintertime gear, and just walk across the flat. You know, focusing on those potholes, drop offs, and we'll kind of just plant our feet and just kind of focus and just wait for that bite to kick up and and, and just hopefully get lucky and catch that big one. Um, during that time when they're on, late fall, early winter, that's pre-spawn. So most of these big fish you're catching are not having eggs, or do they over there? Are they spawning that early? Yeah, uh, with an occasional one or two, like you'll find some that that have spawned out already, and there's some that are still, you know, not just there yet. But uh, a majority of the time, like during winter, uh, during January is when, when we'll catch, you know, we'll get those ones, you know, getting ready to to either spawn or they already spawned out. So it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss. I mean, it just depends. Every year has been different. It seems like. Jeremy, for people that are coming from out of town, can you help them fix them up with some lodging near your place and? Uh... And might want to tell us about your boat and how many passengers you can take. Yeah, of course. As of right now, I'm running a 23-foot shoalwater cat. 
so I can take up to my myself plus five is what I what I normally take. I mean, I always tell people, you know, if you want to come out and have fun and just enjoy and try and target like like that like that one big trial, you know, it'll be me uh, plus like like two to three people tops is, is, is a pretty good number where we can fish comfortable, have fun, you know, uh, like really kind kind of focus in and just have fun that way. And uh, yeah, of course, uh, lodging corpus all, all the way down to to the Padre Island. We have plenty of lodging. Uh, there's, you know, there's pretty much a hotel on every corner, so we got plenty of places to stay around here. Very good. Well, Jeremy, I'm hoping that we can come down there and maybe make a trip and, and film a show for Bayou Wild so we can show the different type of fishing and also the hunt for the big trophy trout. Maybe we can get that done. If somebody in the meantime wants to book a trip, we have listeners in your area and out of your area. Tell them the best way to get you. Yeah, of course. Uh, on Facebook, Captain Jeremy Torres Guide Service, either that or myself, 361 Seven three nine zero five four three. All right, and for anyone that's driving and couldn't get that, if you shoot me a text, I'll pass Jeremy's phone number along to you. Jeremy, good luck on your trip today, and uh, we'll be talking to you. I'd like to get some reports from you. Every once in a while, we'll give you a call and give us an update on how it's doing over there. Awesome, Don. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All righty. Thank you. Jeremy Torres, Guide Service out of Corpus Christi. Yeah, three trout. Uh, people in Louisiana say, oh, only three? Yeah, but look, they're big fish, and the opportunity is there to catch those trophies. Uh, you take a picture of it, you can get it mounted. Most taxidermists now do fiberglass reproductions. You take all the good measurements, length, girth, photographs, so it gets the color, and uh, you get your fish mounted and keep it for a lifetime trophy. All right, we're going to be back to talk to Daryl Carpenter. He's in Grand Isle, and uh, see, they had a few little storms there. We'll see if that's still going on and how the fishing's been on the island. Got the Grand Isle Rodeo coming up at the end of this month. It's going to finally return to the island of Grand Isle. We'll be back with Daryl's report after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I'm looking at the uh, Grand Isle radar right now, and uh, ooh, looks like it's uh, blowing up. And not many places, but down there, it certainly does. Looks like it is. Let's check with Daryl Carpenter. I think he is down there in the midst of it. Daryl, how's the weather situation on the island right now? Oh yeah, Don. About three o'clock this morning, the motion detectors on the surveillance cameras started going off because the lightning was setting everything off. Um, it's still we're still in a rain delay as far as we're concerned. It's uh you know we still got some fireworks in the sky. In fact, it went a big boom right there. Um, you know everything at one point everything from the Mississippi River to Timbalier was covered, and that just about covers all of our fishing grounds. So we're just kind of waiting to see what it's going to do before we get out there in the middle of it and get stuck. Yeah, it doesn't look like it wants to move in and dissipate like a lot of the showers are doing, so I guess it's just going to have to rain itself out there and delay your trip. I'm looking at your, your tide situation down there. you got a high tide going to be uh, in about an hour or so, 7 o'clock, and then it's going to fall real hard till 5, and so good yeah. combination there. You know, early morning falling tide hard, but you got to avoid that rain out there. Darrell, I don't know if you were listening to our, our guest, Jeremy Torres, uh, talking about fishing down there in Texas and the limit that they've got, a three-fish yep. limit, and you got to keep them between 20, 17 and 23. Would that fly in your area with your customers? No, I, I don't think it would, Don. Um, number one, we've got a totally different estuary. Um, you know, I mean, we raise them, they enjoy them, you know, kind of thing. Um, that Plus, I mean, just looking from my experience in the, in the bass fishing world, when I grew up bass fishing, you know, they tried the same thing in their Chapala Spillway. They tried the same thing with the trophy fish over in the Lake Charles area, and that didn't work. Uh, of course, Lake Charles has got some other issues, too. But 
you know, like I said, it's a, it's a totally different estuary, number one. Number two, if let's say it's even remotely successful, it's going to take several years for it to get there. So, you know, maybe somewhere down the road it could happen. But I don't think in the, in the you know, I mean, plus, Don, and with our clients, I mean, we're in South Louisiana. You're going to have to change a whole lot more than just the fishing. You're going to have to change a lot of mentality. Um, you know, yesterday – Yesterday we had trips where, where our guys and, and all week long we've been kind of averaging at 30, 40 fish still. Uh, we had some, and, and the guys were aware of it. And, you know, they they averaged 30, 35 fish yesterday. And, frankly, they were disappointed. I mean, they're in a meat hall, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's going to take it's going to take not just changing our estuary and our situation as far as the, the fish and the ecology and all goes, but it's also going to take change in the minds of a lot of people for that to work here. Well, um, you know, we have people from Texas that come over here because we've got bigger limits because they want meat and they, they're happy with the smaller fish. But evidently over there in Texas, it works for them. You know, people will talk, fish all day, like he said, for maybe two bites and catch that big right. trophy trout, a 30-inch or so. So to each his own, and it seems to be working over there for them. And, of course, they had that big freeze problem and a fish kill, so that helped them too, uh, made them make adjustments also. But we're going to see right. some changes, I think, by next year and our limits. Maybe we'll go down to 10, 15 up that little 12-inch a little bit. But you're right. Uh, we just don't have the habitat, particularly in the central part of the state where you are in Grand Isle, to produce those big 9-, 10-pound trout. That's, it's just not conducive to the type of habitat there. You're just going to have smaller fish. Now, don't get me wrong. You guys get some 5- and 6-pounders down there, too, but that's more the, the – not the – that's the exception, yeah. not the rule. Well, well, and that's Don. That was kind of what my report was going to be. I mean, you know, we we went through this little period last week where we had the neat tides, you know, where where water wasn't moving. It's hot. You got to get it done early because the water heats up above ninety degrees. The fish get lethargic. But as the week went on, we started picking up a little bit of tide, and it, it wasn't that screaming tide. It was just what you wanted: some moving water. And the other day, I mean, I must have had I must have had five trout pushing five pounds. I mean, it really started heating up this week. So I mean, we've got bigger fish. You just got to target them. There you go. Well, now uh, hopefully your, your rain delay doesn't last too long. You get out there and get them. Uh, Realscreamers dot com. My website. Give them the telephone number if they want to give you a call. Two two five nine three seven six two eight eight. Thank you, Daryl. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, Doc. All right, and coming back after this, I'm going to tell you about H.R. 8167 and why you should get involved. Coming up next, Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.